We're rolling around at the speed of sound. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. One and all, happy Saturday, April 31st. Yes. Or May 1st, or whatever day you're watching this on. Could be Sunday, the Lord's Day. Could be Monday, the Moon's Day. Yeah, Garfield Day. Tuesday. Who's Tuesday named after? Uh, uh, This is the one I always forget. You know, all the days of the week are named after like some ancient god, right? Thursday is. I didn't know that. You know? No. Thursday is named after Thor. Thor's day. Yeah, that makes sense. Saturday is named after Saturn. Saturday. Sunday is the sun. Monday is the moon. Wednesday is Odin's day. Oh. Odin's day. Tuesday and Friday. Those are the tricky ones. Those are the ones I can't remember. Tuesday. Should I Google it or do should we no, just No, no, because right. the answer I've looked it up before and you'd be like, oh, okay, well, not everything can be interesting. As the earth is carbon bombed by poisons, I keep it safe. I keep it clean. I keep it here inside with Mega 64 and T. I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Anyways, there's your little day of the week history for you, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. What's popping? What is popping, Johnny? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little tired, but I'm going to try to, you know, bring the, the noise. I feel like every every podcast, you come in here tell, with a qualifier. <laughs> that I'm tired. I'm tired. I just got beat up or mm. I got into a fight with my stepdad. And, you know, or my little sister is, is missing. There's always some issue with you. I, yeah. I mean, I think most of the time I am just tired. Oh, okay. Um, right. Yeah, I need to get my diet back in order. I need to get in a good sleep cycle. Leave a comment down below if you have a bad sleep uh, schedule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> we have a lot of comments. Oh, yeah. Yep. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, my yep. sleep schedule is fucked up. Me too. Um, how are you doing, uh, in the world of coronavirus with the pandemic? Uh, I mean, we're all vaccinated. Yeah. Coronavirus basically over here in America as it has been declared. I had a really weird moment the past couple of days because the CDC has stated that you can go maskless outside. Yeah. Just not in like, if you're in a crowd or something, put a mask on. Yeah. And I've been trying so hard to like try it out like, Oh, Oh, I'm walking to my car. Maybe I'll just, you know, go maskless and it feels terrible. And it made me kind of realize, like, I think as a society, we're going to all have this collective PTSD and it freaked me out. Really? I don't, I know you don't have too much of an issue. I see you, you know, going from the car. You outing me, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Once I got vaccinated, I felt very, uh, I don't know. Felt safe. Honestly. Felt protected. I have the Pfizer in me. I got that 96% the Pfizer. Uh, effective rate, which means I can still get it, Yeah, but I won't die from it, and I can still spread it to other people, but if they have the vaccine, they won't die from it. I think it's just, uh, maybe it's like, because I know the masks don't protect me from other people. It's uh, other people being protected from me. 
It just feels like well, the masks there's offer layer. a level of protection. Yeah, oh, I can't believe we still have to go over this. <laughs> but they are more effective when they are blocking the person from exhaling the yeah. germs. Yeah. So it just it feels like I I feel almost protected when I'm wearing it. That's fine. So when I take it off, I I feel like naked almost, and it's crazy how that has happened in like a year. How much my brain has changed, and I feel like they'll be with me for a long time too. You know, uh, like a year ago, two years ago, year and a half ago or something, I started taking these extracurricular acting classes here in San yeah. Diego. People out there, maybe you know, I've been pursuing acting as a hobby, just as a side interest here, to explore, you know, what the world of an actor is like and see how other people run their productions, make their movies and do their commercials. Uh, and part of pursuing that was taking some proper professional training. Mm-hmm. You know, I did theater as a youngster, but how do you go into auditions now? How do you handle yourself on a professional set? Yeah. Uh, And just kind of brushing up on your acting chops. So I was taking this acting class. And in four weeks, the acting class will be returning to in-person. Holy shit. uh, Classes. Okay. I've been doing Zoom classes this whole pandemic, every week. And I was talking to uh, my teacher. I think it was like me and two other people out of maybe 20 were the only ones who hung in over Zoom. And I said, I remember on our last class, when class was dismissed, the whole group stood outside the building um, talking about like where to get toilet paper. (laughs) Because at the time, nobody had any toilet paper and they couldn't find any. So how do you feel about like? Do you feel confident about it? I know you you just said like you feel like yeah I'm vaccinated and everybody in the class is vaccinated. Are they gonna go mask off? Probably, yeah. Fuck, dude. See, that gives me so much anxiety. It's gonna be uh, in an open space. Okay. Yeah, I guess we're returning to normal. Yeah, it's it's hard because like I mean I'm vaccinated. What else can I say? What else am I supposed to do? I'm vaccinated. Everybody's vaccinated. What Not else everyone. are we waiting for? <laughs> no, in my in my acting yeah, yeah, class and yeah. our bubble and our pod, we're all vaccinated. So oh, what yeah, else that's is, fucking awesome. What other precaution is there to take? I didn't know that. Honestly, uh, I'm wondering. They you were know? all vaccinated. Yeah, teacher and everybody in the class. Then you're fucking 100 percent good. Like the CDC even says, like you're good. Like that's awesome. And I love that. That's probably my favorite thing that's been happening towards this uh, portion of the pandemic, where it's like, oh. We can get like small groups together if we're all vaccinated and not be worried. But I definitely have something in the back of my head that I'm trying really hard to suppress it. Well, I might know what it is, honestly, because I have some news stories here. Yeah. That are going to blow your mind, Johnny. Oh, shit. And I'm afraid this first news story pertains to exactly what you're talking about, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, Pfizer... You heard of these guys? They have confirmed fake versions of the vaccine are being distributed in Mexico and Poland. Yes, that is right. You heard it correctly. That's why that guy fucking smacked the shit out of that guy last week. There are these (laughs) criminal assholes out there. These corporate scumbags trying to make a buck and they are selling counterfeit vaccines and Pfizer has come on the record saying they're using our labels, but this is not the Pfizer vaccine. In Poland, it was found to be um, anti-aging wrinkle treatment 
that they were injecting into people, telling them it was a coronavirus vaccine. For you. And in Mexico, they didn't say what it was, but they said it was non-harmful, but also provided no protection against coronavirus. Could you believe, I mean... There's been a ton of uh, you know, shenanigans with the vaccine. I believe it, I'm, but I'm, I'm surprised and I'm shocked and yet I'm not. Just mm-hmm. that there are people out there that would try to make a buck by scamming and endangering the lives of thousands of people. And yet the depths to which the human low life will sink knows no bounds. And you can always rest assured that in a time of crisis, somebody will come out to prey on uh, the weak. Yes. That's amazing. So fake vaccines out there. If you're going to Mexico or Poland to get your vaccine, I'd be careful. I'd stick to the good old Walgreens down the street. Um, I don't know if you actually grabbed this article. I could stop if you did. But did you hear about those hackers? No, what hackers? Oh, apparently some hackers got into like the vaccine, like their website, their, their database. Really? Yeah. And was like fucking with dosage, like, like who was able to get sent doses and stuff. Oh. I didn't read the full article, but apparently it was like IBM had something where they were able to get in there and, uh, Oh, IBM hacked their way in to get everybody yeah. vaccinated. Huh? Yeah. No, some hackers hacked IBM. I think, um, I have some more news stories here, but I sure. want to pause and talk about something that's been ongoing with this show for a few weeks. And that is the great butt bungee controversy. Is there more? Uh, well, not really, but just Johnny has in the last few weeks, Mm. uh, having cathartic videos where he shows people getting insanely injured. And I'm wondering what you have for us today. (laughs) Do you have any? I mean, okay. So last week I looked at the comments and there was like a unanimous, like pushback of people being like, no, shut up. Johnny play like, let your freak flag fly. Okay. Play these fucked up videos. So all right, I didn't go as hard, but I, I, you know, I got a couple of, uh, well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, Yeah. uh, Just a proper warning goes a long way because you were springing those on me and the unsuspecting public (laughs) out there. All right. So let's see what the Johnny's bops are. Okay. It's a new segment called Johnny's bops. Yeah. Um, this one needs a little setup. So I've been getting a lot of, uh, yeah. This week, a lot of people sent me stuff, but every oh, wonderful everything is always from. Oh wait, let me keep on here. Everything's always from Canada. I don't know what's happening in Canada right now, but people are wiling out, and it's kind of insane. Our neighbors to the great white north. Uh, Canada Canadians have a reputation for having a good sense of humor and knowing how to cut loose and have fun. <laughs> do they? Yes, they do. Oh shit! What? Guy who. Oh, sorry. It's all right. So, so what is this video? So I don't fully know, but, uh, this guy in Canada, uh, anti-masker, it starts off a little strange, uh, but towards the end, it, it kind of picks up. Is there sound or is it muted? There should be sound. Okay. I don't, whoa, oh, hey, hey. Oh, there's no sound. Spoiler so alert. Fuck it. All right. You can start it from the beginning. Okay. I don't know what's going on here. The, yeah. I did, the video didn't. Yeah, the video doesn't have, doesn't have sound. That's all right. Um, yeah. So tell us what's happening here. I have no. I think this guy was like anti, like not uh, wanting to wear a mask. Okay. In this Canadian supermarket, and uh, so I think the police showed up and uh, started detaining him. 
And I wish there was sound because in this video, he starts screaming about how they're taking away his, his rights and liberties and stuff. So you've seen this with sound. Yeah, oh, I think this. I just accidentally grabbed it without sound. Oh, no. But I could play a different video if we... It's fine. If we want... Well, I want to see the action happen. You know, I'm a fan of wrestling, as you know. Yeah. I like a good hardcore match, a good body slam. Yeah. Good amateur wrestling match We're here. We're getting a good shot of these apples right now. They got good apples. They yeah. got good produce. Oh, here you man. go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then he gets fucking... It looked like he was holding a weapon or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, he definitely has something in his hand. Yeah, what is that? It is it keys? It looks like a roll of quarters. Quarters? And yeah, and this is his part. He's like, you're taking away my liberties. Like, he starts oh, screaming and it's shit. Like a, it's like a pipe or something. Yeah. Like upside down ham piece of metal. He's like jabbing and making a stabbing motion with it. Maybe for uh, the, the edited version, I'll, I'll put the audio back in. This but, guy's strong as a bear. Dude, he's strong as fuck. He's like lifting in three guys off of him. This keeps happening in Canada. Remember that video I showed you where the guy in the tire shop? That was from Canada where they fucking... The cops came and started detaining him exactly like this. I wouldn't want to rumble with somebody from Canada. Me I don't either. Know. I feel like they're that big burly type. Even internally, a little guy like this got so much fight and so much strength in him. Dude, wow, look at that. Dude, She's crawling at- on the ground. <laughs> they can't even get the weapon out of his oh, hands. The cops. Oh, okay. Oh, face a plant. That's- uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, the common person isn't trained in how to properly push somebody's face into the ground and snuff them out like that. So. Yeah, that that was scary. Yeah, well, you could deal with the professionals here. <laughs> These guys don't mess around. They right. didn't call the amateur cops. They called the pros. Yeah, something about this being silent made it like way more eerie to me. I don't Yeah, because we had to fill in the <laughs> yeah, awkward silence. Fucking, uh, should I play another one or do you want Yeah, wanna... yeah, sure. Let's see what else you got. Okay. What is this? Dr. Fauci? I think this is on the news. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. <laughs> so nasally. We'll is he wearing a 64 mask? I Dude, I've watched this video like eight times. I keep thinking is he's he wearing, wearing a, a mega 64 mask. Mega 64 I don't mask. know if he, it's so pixelated. Distance. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Is that a motherfucker? I don't think it is. It looks like a heart. Yeah, but it's so pixelated. Yeah. Dude, that's, <laughs> I think it might be. Yes. Promise us, please. <laughs> we'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions <laughs> will lift. With some ease, Doctor Fauci, don't forget me, <laughs> dude. There's a whole crowd. Oh, Vaccinate. Wow. Can I hear that one more time? Sure. Oh, gave a little, put a little stank on it. Doctor Fauci. Doctor Fauci. Yeah. Give us vaccine. Help all the people who have been quarantined. Boom, hey. boom, boom, boom. We'll wear our masks <laughs> and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Oh my god. Fauci. Fauci. This makes me want to get Promises, please. Dun, 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 dun. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. <laughs> Dude, it's a, that's a 64 we'll mask, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> for sure. 
don't forget me. This guy's pro Fauci. Dude, yeah. I had to review the song because I wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, he's pro Fauci. I do believe that is a Mega 64 mask. He is an internet soldier from way back. Shouts out uh, to him. If you're watching this episode, son, drop us a line in the comments (laughs) or hit us up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find us. We have to get you on this show. Yeah, please. Like, Also, write a song for us and do that. Do the card thing. We're going to make you a superstar (laughs) because you deserve it. For real. Uh, Dr. Fauci, (laughs) it's catchy. Send me vaccines. I don't remember the rest. I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right. I got a news story for sure. you. Covering all the COVID news here. They did a study. This was amazing, actually. Mm. And when I heard this, I smelled bullshit. But what do I know? Because I'm not a scientist. I'm just a stupid old regular guy. They did a study that found that COVID is less likely uh, to affect cigarette smokers. Can you believe that? I am I'm going a, a to lung, 7-Eleven right now. A lung disease, a viral lung disease is less likely to affect you if you smoke cigarettes. Well, Fuck yeah, I'm going to start smoking again. Turns out that a study was officially retracted this oh, week man. when it was discovered that two out of the three scientists who co-wrote the study had heavy ties to the tobacco industry. <laughs> oh my god. Just another case Man, study in how fucking evil close. the corporations in America truly are. You know, it's been a while since we've had a good story about the evil tobacco industry. Yeah. In fact, nobody even smokes anymore. I quit smoking. All Same. the millennials out there quit smoking. No. The Zoomers never even picked it up. No, they because they're, they're they too like fucking vaping. cool, and we're all about vaping. They jewel. You probably thought the days of hearing about the evil tobacco industry were long behind us. Until COVID strikes and the tobacco industry funds a study that says you're less likely to get COVID if you smoke cigarettes. You're, 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 that is some that is some trying to jack up the sales of cigarettes bullshit right yeah, there. I want to read the the article. It's like, oh, your lungs are coated in tar, so uh, you know it just bounces COVID around and you're good. Uh, the study claimed that there was a positive side to smoking cigarettes amid the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I think it would kill you faster, right? Like yeah, your lungs yeah. would be it, so it fucked up. It makes up. you, uh, it makes your lungs weaker. Yeah. Uh, it makes you compromised. Uh, potential conflict of interest was brought to the attention of the editors and the study was retracted. Wasn't that lovely? Yeah. I didn't think that, uh, they could, uh, you know, get any lower the I'm, tobacco industry. But I'm telling they, you, we have fake vaccines this week. We have tobacco industry funded COVID <laughs> studies that tell you to smoke cigarettes to avoid getting COVID. Dude. Here's a story that is truly bizarre. It's kind of depressing, but it's from San Diego, our own backyard. And so I feel like it's our duty to share it. A 29-year-old woman was killed this week when when a man jumped off a building and fell onto her. The headline says, To die when man jumps off building, lands on a woman near parking structure uh, near Petco Park. You guys said the butt bungee was fucked up. This woman was walking down the street holding hands with her companion, as the article, as the story says, when out of nowhere, 
A guy who jumps off a nine-story parking structure okay. just lands right on top of her. Do they know if he was trying to kill himself? Yeah, he was suicidal. Damn. And the companion was completely uninjured. Really? You're holding hands with somebody, and then they just get clobbered out of nowhere, and they're done. That's fucking scary. Uh, that happens in New York a lot. The police sergeant, San Diego police sergeant David Yu, released a statement about it, and he basically said... Me and my colleagues were talking about it. Life is very unpredictable and very precious. In New York, a lot of times people's AC units will fall out of their windows and, and hit people. Also, in places that get very heavy snowfall, um, icicles can just fall from a really high building and fucking take someone out. Walking down the street yeah. and you just get clipped by some garbage yep. falling on your head. Scary. Or a, you know, mentally... Unstable. I'm still, I'm still, I don't know why I'm still stuck on that cigarette thing. I was like this close. I was like, you read the heart, the the headline and I was literally like, let's pause this and get cigarettes. John, (laughs) that's how quick I am to get back into smoking. Wow. I just need some, like the smallest fucking flick into the wrong direction. All right. Well, let's, let's wipe this clean. Okay. Uh, I have uh, more of a wholesome story here. It is about, it is about a police chase and an arrest. (laughs) Okay. Man arrested after four mile an hour police chase. Uh, which involved a narrow boat on Leicester's Grand Union Canal for eight miles. It was a boat chase? Uh, so I believe this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, audience, I believe this is from England, Leicester. I didn't, I didn't do too much of my research here. Yeah. But apparently a man was arrested after he was chased uh, by a police officer on a bicycle. This guy was on a narrow boat in a canal going four miles an hour. Four miles an hour. Okay. I'm trying to get like a mental image. Yeah. Yeah. Four miles an hour. So it's about this fast. Yeah. Going across your screen. (laughs) With a cop on a bike chasing him for eight miles. Eight fucking miles. There's a, uh, in the Reno 911 movie, there's a car chase at the end that's just on two golf carts going really slow. And that's what it's reminding me of. Yeah, this was even slower, and um, uh, I wanted to share what he was charged with. Shit, I cut it off, but it was something crazy like assault and violating like a restraining order. Okay. So this dude was into some serious shit and then just got on the <laughs> slowest boat in town uh, and was taken down by a bicycle cop, yeah, which what, is... Did he like hop onto the boat? Kind of badass, kind of hilarious. The officer patiently followed the boat on his bike along the Grand Union Canal in Leicester to Glen Parva, where his colleagues were waiting in undergrowth and were able to detain the suspect when he returned to dry land to negotiate a lock. So they were hiding in a bush. <laughs> and when he like pulled off to try to um, negotiate a lock, which I assume means unlock something, they jumped out of the bush and nabbed him. Okay. Good for them. Shouts out. We're going to bring it back to America now. Back to New York City, yes. where the Parks Department will from now on be revoking permits for future hardcore sh- hardcore shows yes. at Tompkins Square, Square Park after last week's show was falsely submitted as a 9-11 memorial and over 2,000 people showed up to form a mosh Shut. pit. Yes, we have a video of this event. Yo, shouts out to the hardcore band Madball. 
for uh, making this happen. This First is the all, most insane he, shit he ever. He used to live in New York. Yeah, uh, yeah I've he, been in that park. You I've go to there. these hardcore, they have a lot of hardcore shows in the no. Tompkins Park? No. So this is a rare event. <laughs> uh, but I guess they have a lot of 9-11 memorials because that was greenlit by the city. Oh my Show God. the people at home what this 9-11, 9-11 memorial looked like. Yeah, we're going to have to show it with no sound just because uh, it's copyright song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Madball is a pretty big hardcore band. I always see people wearing their short their shirts. Uh, God, I wish we had the sound because they said this song was called something like. I mean, I could start over with the sound or, if you want. Yeah, go ahead, play it, play it, just so we get the beginning here. Then maybe you can mute it halfway through. This one's called lockdown. This one's called lockdown. All my brothers, this has been locked down. Oh my god. Alright, we're muted here. That's cool. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Dude. Uh so you can just take a look here. I'll read the story while this, this video plays. Clip is fucking like I I both sides of my brain go, this clip rules and is also shitty. <laughs> like, uh so the the officials of New York are upset that this event took place on Saturday with no masks, no social distancing, <laughs> or any other apparent measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Among those concerned were people with the power to inflict consequences on the promoter. A yeah. spokesperson for the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation said we are moving to revoke all permits for this organizer and related future events. Uh, the report also suggests the hardcore shows violated the terms of its permit and were held under the false pretenses because the application said it was billed as a September 11th <laughs> memorial. Yeah, they're, dude, that they're celebrating right now. They're spin kicking dude. for 9-11 right now. If the fucking Taliban <laughs> comes down here, let's show these motherfuckers what we're going to do to them. I, dude, I don't Dan -dan -dan -dan. know. Hardcore dancing makes me laugh so hard. I don't. You if know, you've noticed on the show, I've done it a bunch. Yeah, so, I mean, the hardcore dancing holds a special place in my heart, too. I never yeah. really participated in it, but I was definitely there at shows watching this stupid shit go down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good old wholesome fun until somebody gets spin kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, dude, these fuckers are going crazy right over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. as a huge hardcore scene, and I would just, there was always these shows in this church basement. I would get into like a circle pit, you yeah. know, where people are just running in a big circle, I, oh, shoving I everybody. Yeah, that's fun. Everybody's jumping around, pushing everybody. But the hardcore pit is a little different because, yeah, you know, to be fair, it is the most socially distanced of all the mosh yeah, pits. Yeah. A hardcore pit requires at least six feet of social distance for your whirly gigs, your windmill <laughs> kicks, your spin kicks. Your ska kicks, yeah. Uh, your chicken wings, your chicken wings, <laughs> your drumsticks, your, your yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and all the other traditional moves of this native northeastern United States traditional dance. I wish there were people uh, on the New York Board of Parks with a little bit of culture, yeah, who could understand how hardcore is the most appropriate I'm show. Well, I guess they lied about being a 9-11 memorial. All right, forget it then. I, I'm surprised Gutter Life wasn't there. Shout out to Gutter Life. Shout out. Well, uh, if you still want to be on the show, hit us up. Yeah, and bring Madcap with you. <laughs> Madball. E either one. Yeah, either one. <laughs> um, so, did you hear about this one, ladies and gentlemen? Ooh, Jay Leno. In Washington, D.C., a couple of cop cars were totaled. Okay. Um, end of the story. Wait, no, there's more. 
An internal affairs email was discovered revealing that the cars were totaled because they were involved in an illegal drag race. Yes, I'll say that again. It's like Fast and the Furious shit where they like two cop cars are totaled after officers drag race in them. Two police cars were totaled after officers decided to drag race each other, according to an internal email obtained exclusively by Fox Fives, uh, by Fox Five, Washington D.C. Don't they have the same make and model of car? You like, how do you even? Drag you know what's race hilarious? They they put the email in here, and it reads like a disappointed church. Uh, like this, like yeah. Sister Mary caught you, uh, you know, breaking the rules at the church. At the church banquet yesterday, two sixty scout cars were totaled because officers decided <laughs> instead of fighting crime, this is the internal affairs email. Wait, it says instead of fighting crime. Yes, this Holy is the shit. internal affairs email. I will start it over. Powerpuff Girls. The this kind? is the email. Yeah. Yesterday, two sixty scout cars were totaled because officers decided instead of fighting crime, patrolling their beats or engaging the community Ooh. that they decided to drag race each other on Ancostia Avenue at 5 p.m. <laughs> in the evening. This sounds like an angry tweet. What does this say to all the members of the MPD who are passionate about their job to work hard every day and make a difference? Yeah. This is not fair to any of us. The email goes on to say, uh, and what good are officers to their fellow officers if they don't arrive safely or they total vehicles that we need to do our jobs? <laughs> Where was Can this you imagine OBC. writing this email? You're the boss of this fucking police department, and this is the internal email. Oh, my this God. This was obtained and discovered by the news department. This wasn't, like, submitted as a public I, apology. Okay, Johnny. Yeah. This was not a public facing email released to, uh, you the know, press. the press. Yeah. This was a private email <laughs> that got leaked sent or? amongst the police departments. How does it make us look if you're crashing your cars when we are, what, what about the cops that want to be passionate about doing a good job and you're out here drag racing? Come on guys. Bad look on everybody. I'm trying to think who would have to write that email. I'll probably be like the captain. Like just some like old ass cop would have to write that shit. Do I even need to point out the hypocrisy of if two teenagers were caught drag racing and they totaled their cars jail, let alone if they were police vehicles and government property, the, yeah, the penalties that would be enforced on them. And these guys got an email. Come on. How this makes us all uh, look bad? Stop guys. drag racing and crashing your cop cars, guys. Guys, you got to do some more cop copping. Uh, all right. So that's just a funny story. This one's actually really interesting, but I'll pause. Ooh. Why not? Shop.mega64.com. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Go for it. Hit us up. Yeah. Go there. Buy some stickers or a shirt. Um, let us know if you want to see any mega 64 and scene merchandise Dude. in there. Perhaps a Nutter's Coffee sticker. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. This isn't for sale. We made these for ourselves. Yeah. We made them really small. Um, it's all depends on beauty and size is in the eye of the beholder. It's a big sticker to me. Yeah. As a short guy, I, I agree. Uh, do you have more videos for yeah. us? Let's see what I got. You gave me some videos as well. So I have some of those. Oh, yeah. I have a video. Check this out. This is a great video, kind of an anti-masker, debatable. 
a new kind of mask. Johnny, you showed me the mask that had the hole cut in it. You yeah. showed me the mask that had the netting for the face. Yeah. I raised the ante with <laughs> the fake painted on mask. Oh, I'm hyped. This is an Instagram influencer who lives Fuck in Bali. This shit. She is a, you know, like a Instagram babe. Yeah. But this is her first public prank that she's done in a while. This makes me so mad. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so convincing. It's so convincing. This makes my blood boil. Oh, it's not real. This girl seems like totally unconcerned about it. <laughs> this chick's like, I'm going home. I'm paint shit on my face. High five. I'll do that next time. Oh my god. No! Dude, she's so hype. Dude, she is a good influencer. Literally, they just meet her on the street like, I'm going to do that. Dude, how many years until there's like Halloween costumes based on COVID? That's it, Johnny. Dude, that fucking sucks. Next level. Dude, uh, you know, I'm sorry because when I show an anti-masker video, it just ends in somebody giving him a high five. They, <laughs> they don't get brutally tackled yeah, my, my and face planted. <laughs> fucking get like an annihilated mine. Uh, all right, check this out. They just did this experiment where they took uh, in France, they got a bunch of volunteers to spend 40 days in a cave. Okay. Um, with, with bats? No, no, oh. no. I'm trying to find the name of the cave here, but basically 40 days in a cave with no way of telling time. Okay. No clocks, no communication devices, and no windows to the outside world. So they had their own electricity. All right. Uh, but they had just no way of telling time. The point of this experiment was basically they, they felt like, you know, they want to know how humans are can survive in extreme conditions. Okay. And they say like for the evolution of humans, perhaps going into space or if a catastrophe happens and we all have to move underground mm -hmm. for whatever post-apocalyptic situation, how would people react down there? They found that after pulling the volunteers out after 40 days in a cave, most people were not aware that the 40 days were up. They thought that it had come way sooner than they wanted. In fact, two-thirds of the people wanted to stay in the cave longer. What the fuck? When they came to announce the end of the experiment after 40 days in the cave, it was kind of a shock. I remember thinking like, oh, no, already, said one of the volunteers. Time went by so fast. I still had so many things I wanted to do in the cave. Uh, these were French people? These are people from all over the world, okay. but the cave uh, was in France. And sometimes when I print these articles out, yeah. the, they get skewed because of ads and stuff. And so, like, I had the name of the cave here. And some pictures of it, but it all kind of got messed up. They were asked to eat, sleep, and wake whenever they felt it was natural. And as a result, everyone ended up living according to their own personal schedules. I when, can see that, yeah. When the experiment came to an end, uh, one person interviewed said she thought she had been in the cave for 29 days because that's how many sleep cycles she had experienced. Whoa. Other people in the group said they had uh, thought they were on day 23. Another person thought they were on day 31. Everyone was on a different sleep cycle, but across the board, most people slept less than once a day. Yeah, there were probably moments where they slept like midday and didn't even know. Had no idea. Yeah, that's 
I could see that being freeing. I could understand why some people would be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, I don't know. I'm the type of person I would volunteer to do this and I would just try to do something creative. You know, I'll work on some writing. I'll do a screenplay or some shit. I'll just meditate or do something down there. I'll draw. I'll read a bunch of books that I've been waiting to pack away. Uh, (laughs) I lived in a basement uh, for a little while. And I, I mean, that drove me actually insane, like not having windows or anything. So I'm, I'm confused. Like, I wonder how, it sounds like they all had positive experience experiences, but I, I always felt that like with lack of sunlight, you kind of go through some weird shit. They said that they all had jobs, uh, like fetching water, clearing out trash and stuff like that. Um, and all the, all of those tasks needed several people. So they said the most difficult part was getting the group, uh, coordinated to accomplish those tasks because everybody was sleeping on their own schedules. Okay. They're like, whenever you woke up, you never knew who else would be awake and what would be expected of you or needed of you. People were just dropping all over. Yeah. When I lived in the basement, I remember like, that was the hardest part, like waking up in the morning and, and it not feeling like morning Yeah, would like, actually I'd feel like unsettled a little bit. Uh, well, one person interviewed a man named Johan Francois, a mm. math teacher and sailing instructor said sometimes during the experiments, he had visceral urges to abandon the experiment yeah. and would have to run, uh, 10,000 meter circles just to stay active. Okay. I mean, they had a massive cave system down here and he Ooh. would just run around like crazy just to wear himself out. Cause he just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Um, Still, he admitted the experience had its benefits with no daily obligations and no children around. The challenge was to profit from the present moment without ever thinking about what will happen in one hour or in two hours just to be present. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like genuinely interested in this. Like, this is really cool. Like, yeah, I thought so, too. I mean, I printed out the whole story here. Yeah. Like when when I had no windows, you know, like that feeling when uh, you take a nap midday and you wake up, it's nighttime. I hate that feeling. Yeah. Imagine that. But it's the morning. Like you don't, cause it just seems like it's nighttime when you have no windows like that would like, it used to drive me crazy. And yeah. I, I assume it's like that for them where it's like, Oh, it's, it's just dark. It said the cave dwellers, seven women and eight men of different ages and backgrounds were volunteered for the deep time research project led by the human adaptation Institute based in France to gauge how humans would adapt to extreme environments with no ability to measure time. Our future as humans on this planet will evolve said project coordinator Christian Klotz. We must learn to better understand how our brains are capable of finding new solutions. Yes. It was dark, cold, and wet in the cave, and about 10 degrees Celsius most days with 100% relative humidity and no natural light. That would make me go insane. Uh, The participants had no access to clocks, phones, no communication devices, had no idea what time it was or even what day it was. No way to find out what was happening in the outside world. It's like being in an isolation pod. The only technology was cameras and devices used to track movement and measure sleep patterns. When they came out of the cave, the sunlight was blinding and they had to wear <laughs> special sunglasses. Fuck. Um, I, I wonder if they had to take like certain uh, vitamins because I know you don't get a lot of vitamin D when you're not near the sun. Yeah, well, I mean, it was only 40 days. It was only 40 days. For me, the most amazing part is uh, how quickly they lost track of time. Yeah. You know, 40 days, and they, you know, a lot of people thought it was half that time. They were only down there for a month and a half. They were down there for six weeks, and it felt like three. 
I mean, if you locked me in here without a clock, I would immediately get fucking like I wouldn't know what time it is. Like or like after a while, you know, I start to think it's the next day. You ever hear that story about that Japanese World War II soldier who was discovered in 1972 or something and he still thought the war was going on? No, I never heard that. So you can look this up. I think it was the 70s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because World War II was in the 40s. Yeah. And Japan was fighting uh, all over uh, the Pacific and taking islands and stuff. And sometimes platoons would be wiped out. Sometimes they would abandon. <laughs> Sorry. There's Godzilla movies about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really happened. <laughs> there's one where they that, that's happening on an island and they find a dinosaur. And yeah. it becomes Godzilla. And it, I'm, sorry, glad I got I excited. Could, I'm glad I could <laughs> spike your interest I got really in this excited. true story. Yeah. So this soldier uh, was the last member of his platoon, and his commanding officer said, basically, like, you stay here until okay. I come back to relieve you. Mm-hmm. And they he never came back. And the guy stayed there for 30-something years. Uh, and they, they, like, discovered him in the 60s or 70s, and he was still, like, ambushing and defending Damn. the island. They couldn't get close. And they had to get his original commanding officer to come and relieve him and tell him like that's wild. They would try to tell him like the war is over. You lost. And he wouldn't believe it. And he was like, no, my country would never surrender. That's a that's a fucking lie. And imagine having to be the commander who's like, no, we lost. I'm sorry. Dude, I, I should have told you 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was he doing? Well, I don't know. I mean, sure, that happens like that. I don't know, because, you know, I was going to say maybe that time passed quickly. But then again, he had the sun. Yeah. And I'm sure he was very aware of tracking it. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I just feel like so old. Yeah. Being being abandoned on an island. Well, you're like in your 20s when you get enlisted. So probably like 40, 50 years old. Something like that. That's still crazy. Like uh, it's your whole fucking life on an island. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, a good but, movie. but then again, he was not in a cave, so he probably knew the whole time thinking, where the fuck is my boss? <laughs> I need to get out of here. You know, buying houses is tough. They're too expensive. One person, an artist actually in New York City, faked being a billionaire so that she could visit all of the most expensive apartments in New York City. It sounds like a Nathan for you bit. Uh, just so she could photograph them and turn it into a coffee table book. That's so smart. Yeah. And I looked at some of the photos and they, let me fucking tell you guys. Oh dude. Yeah. It, it, you think like, Hey, being a billionaire, could it really be that great? New York? How bad? Dude, you look at the view of New York city from these apartments and the architecture is stunning. And like, the interior design of these buildings is stunning. The way the windows like are just so vast and expand. It's like, oh my God, it's like a marble palace overlooking New York City. And you're like, holy shit, dude, like being rich, you're really part of another world. Uh, in film school, there were a lot of uh, rich kids. Yeah. And I knew this one kid, people would always want to film in his apartment because he had an apartment uh, in fucking Manhattan which you have to be pretty like, that's like a couple thousand a month yeah, to live there. And uh, he was like pretty high up in this building and he had a uh, balcony. And when you went out into the balcony, it was like kind of like this view where you wow. were like, the, you just saw all the gigantic buildings like next to you. And it, like, you felt like you were in fucking Blade Runner. It was like, like breathtaking. <laughs> that's the only way I could describe it. I was like blown away by the view. Um, This woman... Uh, I was trying to find 
how old she was because I was kind of interested in that because they, they kind of talk about what she did to convince yeah. these people that she was a billionaire, not a millionaire, billionaire. Uh, she got her friend to pose as an uh, antiquarian from Budapest. Okay. And, and, and pretend to be her husband. So deals in uh, rare uh, antiques and things from possibly the ancient world. And he's from Budapest. Okay. So foreign luxurious job for a husband. Check. Invented a 21 month old baby, whatever that means. So borrowed somebody's baby and said it was their baby. I said invented, uh, invented a baby, a personal chef and a personal assistant named Coco. So if you show up somewhere Coco. with your antique dealing husband, a baby, a personal chef and your assistant Coco, you basically look like a billionaire. And apparently she also blew her entire savings from, uh, oh, she had an art residency okay. and was creating this for her residency. And they gave her money and she blew the entire allowance from the residency um, on manicures, makeup, and clothes. Because, you know, you got to look good and it's expensive. You got you to look expensive. Anyways, from one story uh, on that side of the spectrum to the other, there is a town in Italy that is selling houses for $1. <laughs> and you could get them. Fuck. That's right. Go to the Sicilian town of Castiglione de Sicilia and buy a house for $1, 1 euro, which is roughly $1.20. Now, all the houses are located in the oldest part of town. They're mostly crumbling. Some oh. of them are falling down. And they've all been abandoned because of the coronavirus pandemic. Abandoned or everybody died. I'm not quite sure. Perhaps something was lost in translation. I have an idea. Yeah. All right. We go to Italy. We buy like 10 of these houses. Okay. And we make a fucking movie, like a zombie movie or something. Like we just have like crumbled Italian houses and we make a, a, a cool ass uh, movie. You could. I yeah, mean, right? these houses look radical. Yeah, oh. No one steal that idea. I'm going to do that. Uh... Um, if there's a uh, no interest, if they can't sell all the houses, then they'll just auction them off as a, as a batch to the highest bidder. So maybe we should wait yeah. and see if these dollar houses get picked up. And if not, we'll just, we'll just buy the whole town for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> dollar houses. Yeah. Dollar houses in Italy. Yeah. Billion dollar apartments in New York. Take your pick. Ooh. This next new story is awesome. Mm-hmm. Teacher who got drunk and took students to a strip club on school trip is banned from teaching for three years. Teacher who got drunk and took his teachers to a strip club is banned from teaching for three years, which means freshman year. Awesome. Until Mr. Uh, Jones got banned from teaching. But when he comes back for senior year, Fuck yeah, baby. We're going to rage. <laughs> Dude, senior week is going to be fucking awesome. I had a teacher get fired for buying Oxycontin from a kid. That's under amazing. Under the bleachers. Like where the fuck? Like that's the place they're going to look for you. Uh, <laughs> this story actually gets better. So uh, Richard Glenn uh, was on a trip with his high school students to Costa Rica where other people from the school observed uh, Mr. Glenn, who's 55 years old. What school is going to Costa Rica? I don't know, especially like right now. Yeah. Like, are you even in class? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's fucking like, distance learning. Like, yeah. He took everybody to Costa Rica. Uh, he got drunk with the students. 
Cool. Took them all to a strip club. They're like 16 to 18 years old. I don't know if that's the legal drinking age in Costa Rica, but there are also reports that he exposed his genitalia to another teacher on the trip. But the story explicitly says that it was not aggressive or sexual, (laughs) which means just for a laugh. Hey, uh, Miss Teresa, we're here in Costa Rica. Whoop, 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 whoops. <laughs> that sounds aggressive. I imagine he was just like talking and he's like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, oh maybe oh, he God, was I'm like so, sorry. so drunk. <laughs> like, just oh, out. dude, we just got back from the strip club. Oh, Mr. Jacobs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry. I'm, in- I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Give this guy a, a year and a half, two years, you know, three years. Just think about what he's done, sort it out, and then you can come back and start teaching math That's a again. Picture of him. They must be really desperate for math teachers, wherever this dude is from. That guy looks crazy. I know the camera's far away, but I think you could still tell he looks yeah. like somebody who is down to fucking party. Yeah, he's got like a, a Alfred E. Newman kind of gap in his teeth. Yeah. Um all right. I'll, I got I got I got a story that's gonna scare the shit out of you. Oh Johnny. no! I got a, a follow up Fuck. a follow up story, guys. I actually feel like a real journalist, really, because I think I'm breaking a news story that nobody else in America is covering. Derek S. Thompson, legitimately, legitimately. Okay. CBS, oh. NBC Nightly News is not covering this. This is the second week in a row. You're getting the straight dope from me. Yeah, you're on the beat. The fried chicken craze in America is causing the U.S. to run out of poultry. You said this last week. Yes. I talked to you guys last week about how there is a national chicken wing shortage. But now, what is going on? What the fuck does happen? What is going on? Dude, they're trying to shut our show down. The government doesn't want you to know what's happening. (laughs) Uh, What the fuck? Hold on. Let me fix that. Can I keep talking about this or should I wait? The popularity of chicken from sandwiches to chicken tenders to chicken nuggets to chicken wings is fueling a demand for fried poultry in America that cannot be sustained. KFC says it's struggling to keep up with soaring demand for its new sandwich. And a North Carolina-based chicken and biscuits chain known as Bojangles, Bojangles, ladies and gentlemen, has reported outages of chicken tenders in over 750 locations. There are 750 Bojangles out there that can't serve gosh darn diggly dang chicken tenders. KFC can't serve chicken sandwiches. They don't have chicken wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. This is the America that we find ourselves living in right now. And thank you for getting the light on, Johnny. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. I'm going on God dang fucking weird offbeat news Uh sites looking for all the weirdest. Ha ha. Isn't this funny? A woman got hit in the face with a turtle. Oh, isn't this funny? You know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, when COVID but, but first, I'm, oh, but sorry. I'm consistently coming across these little funny little news stories about how America's running out of chicken and fried chicken. And I'm like, that's kind of concerning. Like legitimately. I think there's just a genuine meat shortage happening. I remember when COVID started, there was a whole 
problem with like people if they're yeah. able to work at the factories anymore and all now, that junk. Not that I'm a dirty carnist. You know what I mean? All there's all these vegans out there oh, that are yeah. like, look at this guy, a slave to meat. Look at this guy, addicted, addicted to the meats. <laughs> yeah, I like myself a good piece of meat. Yes. Now, uh, now and again, and by now and again, I mean like consistently, pretty much yeah, every, every day. day. But at the same time, I do live with a subtle guilt and extreme uh, existential dread, knowing that the meat industry is fucked up, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's that terrible. The meat industry is fucked up, and it is like. It's causing so many problems for the planet uh, and is directly contributing to climate change and global warming. I don't want to get into it, but look it up for yourself because you'll find out it's true. And so I feel like it's inevitable, like the impossible burger trend. Like yeah, we the, talked about this last week. The meat replacements. Yeah. Uh, like it's just, I'm here for it. It's just something that's inevitably going to happen. I'm here for it too. And not because I have some like agenda, but I just feel like, I read the writing on the wall. Yeah. I just see the way the world is going and that meat is not sustainable. You know, we can't keep feeding everybody the amount of meat that they desire. There's just not enough meat to go around. Yeah. I want us to like, you know, there's like the same thing with like wood and stuff. Like people always say, oh, you know, hemp can make better paper than wood. And it, it like, you know, it causes us not to, you know, destroy a bunch of forests and everything. Like I'm totally down for the alternative and I hope that we start to do that. Yeah. Um, I think if we, I mean, I don't think we're going to hundred percent switch over to fake meat, but I, I think, think you'll see a, 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 like a sliding scale of like meat will start getting really expensive. The harder it is to, I think when make. that happens, we'll switch over a hundred percent. Oh yeah. For me, I'm a realist and I think that there's a small group of people that will go meatless for ethical reasons and for idealist reasons. I want to save the planet. I'm going to stop eating meat. Even though I know me not eating meat doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm not contributing to the problem. I, yeah, I'm on no. the other side of it where it's like, I know I'm contributing to the problem, but I also know that I don't have the power to, to solve the problem as mm-hmm. an individual. I can try to contribute to the solution, which means I can try to reduce my meat intake or buy sustainable meat, yeah. which I tried to do. And it was so fucking expensive <laughs> and such a pain in the ass. Like not only was it uh, expensive, but it was time consuming to track yeah. it down. I've heard economists and scientists say that when it becomes cheaper and more convenient, to have sustainable meat and sustainable fuel, then it won't even be a question. I mean, it just, it'll be cheaper and it'll be more convenient. You'd have to go out of your way to get old fashioned yeah. meat. When that happens, then I think we'll hit the tipping point. Then I think the snowball will grow so big. It'll just steamroll everything and change society. I do believe that it will be inevitable that we switch over, that we just have to abandon meat. Cause it's what you said. Like if it yeah. becomes more expensive, like yes. I'll I'll save money and just eat the fake meat and also save the planet. That's also going to happen in a, in a more negative way to like fruits and vegetables or mostly fruits, um, because I mean the bees are still you know dying God. and over time it's going to be like we're going to have to pollinate plants ourselves and that's going to be such an expensive Dude. process that like you know flowers are going to be fucking like millions of dollars and like all this shit. <laughs> I'll just learn how to grow my own fruit. Yeah. Pollinate my own shit. Can we, and then grow my own bees too. Yeah. Har- harvest, harvest and breed my own bees. 
sports. I'm Dude. down with that. I'm totally, I wish I was like a smarter, more capable person. Cause I'm, I love the idea of being self-sustainable uh, and doing things for yourself. But I also love the idea of being a member of a community and everybody helping each other. So maybe I could join a community of bee farmers yeah. and, and apple fruit growers. I had a friend who their dad uh, had bees. And yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Cause it's like, you get so much honey for like nothing. Like you just get like, like barrels of honey. Yeah. And it's like, this is awesome. No, the problem is, making money off of it. Oh yeah. And how much you have to sacrifice in order to make a buck, you know, yeah. and to, to scale up your production and be competitive to the point where I think every major corporation's goal is to be a worldwide distributor. How do I make my business so big that I'm serving everybody in the world? Like I'm the only person who gets to make money off my product. When everybody's trying to be that the world gets destroyed, you know, yeah. it's like being in a war, a corporate war zone. Uh, I should join a punk band and write lyrics. You know, I'd be, yeah. I'd be awesome. <laughs> should join Madball. Talking about running out of chicken. Here's a guy who couldn't get some chicken. McDonald's. All right. McDonald's. Fuck McDonald's. Do you ever go Fuck to McDonald's, McDonald's and you're like late for work and you're like, ah, uh, <laughs> I want breakfast. Can I get breakfast? And they're like, no, we're not serving breakfast right now. It's lunch or vice versa. It's like, I want a burger. Can I get a burger? No, I'm sorry. It's nine in the morning. You can't have a burger. It's funny. I could tell you haven't gone to McDonald's in a while because I serve breakfast all day now. Well, check this out, Johnny. Oh, shit. First of all, I'm showing my age because I remember when McDonald's did that. And no, I haven't gone to McDonald's in a while. But did you know that McDonald's in England mm -hmm. still has breakfast hours and lunch hours? Fuck. Because a McDonald's robber demanded chicken nuggets but couldn't get them and had to accept breakfast food because it was still too early for chicken nuggets. That's right. You're, you're telling me a real life hamburger, a real life. Well, he was thwarted and he wanted to be a chicken nuggler, chicken nuggler. Yeah. Was that grimace? I don't know. Uh, a man has been jailed for robbing a McDonald's in England and making off with not only cash, but some food. Dude. Unfortunately, he didn't get the food he wanted. Rudy Batten is the name of the man who pled guilty to robbing Rudy a McDonald's Batten. in February. According to sources, he held the place up at gunpoint okay. so that he could steal the money from the store's safe. But on his way out, demanded some of those famous, irresistible <laughs> chicken McNuggets. The guy's holding a gun, by the way. The guy's holding the Put the chicken in the fucking bag. Like, yeah. was, he's just screaming. Give me all the fucking money. <laughs> Put it in the fucking bag. I'll blow your fucking brains out. Wait a second. Hold on a second. <sighs> just occurred to me I haven't eaten anything today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mickey D's. God damn it. I'm getting fucking hangry. <laughs> and you know what I watch? Some chicken McNuggets. Oh, oh please. Oh, I'll do anything. Yeah. They put the fucking nuggets in the bag. What are those? Those aren't nuggets. Where are the fucking nuggets? Are you fucking? You want to die right now? We're only doing breakfast right now, sir. I don't. I don't know. We have a, 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 a hash browns if you want. I don't want a fucking hash brown. And I'm two seconds away from putting a bullet in your brain. I think they offered to cook <laughs> chicken nuggets for him. But oh he, shit! But he didn't want to wait. <laughs> so he's like. Just give me that sandwich over there. Um, and uh, 
Fuck, what sandwich was it? What sandwich was it? The chicken sandwich. A double sausage McMuffin. Oh, that sounds awesome. I would yeah. eat that. Well, that's what, uh, well, maybe. I can't not imagine him with like a curly mustache and like a striped sweater, like a striped. So prisoner. he made off with a bag of money and a double sausage McMuffin, uh, <laughs> but was later arrested and pre- pled guilty. Speaking of police, we do a lot of police stories on this show. We do a lot of stories from New York City on this show. Here's a story about the NYPD. They fired their police dog. Uh, What's his name? I don't know what his name was, but he happened to be the Boston Dynamics Robo Police Dog. (laughs) (laughs) You you may have remembered. First of all, you've seen these boston dynamics yeah, robots they kick the shit out of them these things are fucking scary yeah. it's like yeah we all hear about how ai is going to take over the planet and wipe out humanity and we're all scared about it and then we got these jackasses over in boston dynamics on the forefront of making that exact thing happen they're working on building terminator they've made the robot dog yeah and then they sent of all places to send a robot dog they sent one to the nypd Hey, what the fucking dog? What the fuck is this shit? Literally, that was the response of ev- everybody in New York. Pe- people, activists came out of the woodworks and they're like, they can't give housing to the homeless in New York. They can't give, um, they can't raise minimum wage. They can't do affordable housing, but they can do a $94,000 robot dog to give to the police. What are the police gonna do with that robot dog? Yo. Make it like hunt people? Fucking hey. you see the dog like come into the crime scene? <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, a fucking uh Bradley Own, uh with that trying to replace us with fucking robotic dogs. I'm gonna throw that thing in the fucking Hudson. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that thing in the fucking river. Uh it got so much bad publicity. People, <laughs> people were so outraged about this robot dog that the police department had to retire the dog. I wonder if they put the dog down, you know, just shot it. Yeah. I don't know if if you can kill a robot dog, actually, (laughs) which was part of the thing that was so fucking terrifying about the robot dog. I think the the dog is bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, Thank God that the dog never went sentient because we'd be saluting president robot dog (laughs) if that ever happened. Um, The thing's in the Hudson River. Speaking of president robot dog, you know... President Biden, he's killing it, man. He rocks. Ooh. You even remember the guy we had before President Biden? Nope. Toronto Dump Ooh. or whatever his name was. And that whole Capitol riot thing. What are you yeah. laughing at? <laughs> it's like the, the blase, like that you know, the whole Capitol riot thing. It's pretty blase. <laughs> I, it's a casual thing. You yeah. Know? I mean, like if I was at the Capitol riot, which I wasn't. No. But if I was, I would totally brag about it casually, just dropping it on like dating apps like Tinder yeah. or Bumble. Blunt. Uh, well, there was a guy, news story came out, who was at the Capitol riots, who did post about it on his dating app. Turns out the woman he was trying to flirt with, she, she wasn't a match. So she reported him to the police and he was arrested. Hiker, fan of the office, uh, <laughs> was yeah. part of a riot uh, that entered the Capitol building. And there's a transcript of their conversation here Ooh. where he says, uh, I, she said, she was asking some questions and that just starts with, those weren't the answers to my questions, she says. And he responds, I did storm the Capitol. I made it all the way to into statuary, statuary hall. 
did an interview with Robert Omar on the Washington Post. Also did an interview with another person. She replied with, I don't think we're a match. And he replied with, I suppose not. And then she reported the police and he was arrested. Dude, fuck yeah. You guys. He shot a shot, dude. You guys. <laughs> breaking into the Capitol with a, a, a mob of people. Some of them were violent. You know, people were killed that day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at the headline. <laughs> it was a crime. It was a crime. You post, you post about it on social media. You're going to get busted. That's criminal 101. Don't post about your crime on social media. That's the drug dealer who posts about his drugs and guns on Facebook. He goes to jail too. You know, it's all across the board. This is my last story here. And I thought it'd be a good follow-up to mm. that, that last story because sure. it was a, a story about dating gone wrong. And this is a story about dating gone right. Okay. In a way. Sort of. Sort of. I didn't have a lot of girlfriends growing up. I did. You did. I can't relate to this next story. Maybe you can. I'll try. Japanese man arrested after dating more than 35 women at once to get birthday gifts. That is the most non-Japanese thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. That's probably, I was, wondering, <laughs> I was wondering how this guy was able to get away with it. And I think you hit it on the head. This is so unheard of in Japan. Yeah. Nobody saw this coming. Dude. Nobody saw yeah. this. In fact, nobody saw this coming to the point where the guy got arrested for having too many girlfriends. Like what the fuck? <laughs> that guy saw the code. He was like, oh, I could chat up and make some shit. Chad happen. the fuck up. Takashi Miyagawa, a 39-year-old man, allegedly gave different uh, dates for his birthday to each of his 35 girlfriends. Yeah. So, and he claimed he apparently told them all he wanted a serious relationship from them, which is hearsay and and circumstantial evidence. And I'll wait until the trial so that I can hear the witness <laughs> yeah, testimony. Allegedly, he claimed yeah. that he wanted a serious relationship. See, when I read this story, I can't help but feel sorry for Takashi. Because t I, that's the real Takashi's challenge. You know, <laughs> propaganda and the media skews this story. The headline, Japanese man arrested for dating more than 35 women at once. What I read is poor bastard gets fucked over when all of his ex-girlfriends get together in epic shit talking sessions. Oh, shit. Dude, they mix their texts together. All dude, imagine if all of every girl you ever dated got into one room to fucking compare notes about your ass. I'm, and they had so much dirt on you, they fucking called the cops. Oh my god. Well, well, he was dating them all at once, though, yes, right? Yes, imagine them all at once. Imagine walking into a room and seeing 35 people just, yeah. like, f arms folded. Yeah. Like, looking at you, I would fucking scream. That's the trial. You know, I might, <laughs> yeah. if I was Takashi, I might skip the trial yeah. and just say, yo, just put me in jail. Yes. Yeah, because I don't want to go into a room with all 35 of those girls at the same time. <laughs> I think I might die of a thousand death stares. Do, uh, do they have any, a list of like the, uh, gifts he received at all? Or, uh, I would love to know what he received. They said that he received cards and presents totaling 
a hundred thousand yen. Holy shit! Which is roughly six hundred sixty-eight euros. Okay, which would be like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and a four hundred dollars suit. So the guy got arrested for you know less than two thousand dollars worth of birthday gifts, which is a lot. But you know, it's not like he robbed a bank. <laughs> I wonder if this guy like because in Japan there's like host like host uh kind of culture where there are like hot dudes that you kind of just like like go to a bar and they hang out with you and i'm yeah. like wondering if he was a host or something no apparently he met these women while he was working at his job as a showerhead salesman so you know it, the, i got to get into the showerhead industry you're like oh yes this is our new deluxe Showerhead, you see it all, comes off. All the girls out there you know can, what's up. You could spray. All your the girls head. out there know what's up. Oh, we could do a more powerful shower. Yes, it, it cleans all parts <laughs> of the body. It, oh, we could go on the. Uh, all these girls are trying to get free showerheads. Uh, machine gun mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll get you real clean. Uh, yes, I can get you a discount on a showerhead. Yeah, Dude, you know. What did they get out of the relationship? You know. Free showerhead. 35 girlfriends. This motherfucker ended up in jail. <laughs> well, Dude. that's my final news story. And I think that brings us to the end of the episode. I think it does. Uh, this is fun. I like just talking to you about your news stories. Yeah. Fun. Thank you for sticking with us, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Mega 64 and scene. I will say it one more time. Uh, check out shop.mega64.com. Yes. Support us if you enjoy this show. Uh, everything you do to support us. Helps us do what we do here. Another way you could support us, which costs nothing to you, except maybe your time and effort. Follow us on social media. Please. Go to Instagram. You can find me at Derek Acosta only. You can find me at catboy underscore slim. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Gustavo. Um, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. You'll see all kinds of crazy stuff we're working on outside yes. of this show. You may even see some artistic creations that I've been cooking up. Or new side projects, music videos, short films. You never know. There's all kinds of crazy stuff on my Instagram. There's no, there's none of that on mine. But uh, what do you me. what do you mostly post? Uh, for me, it's like usually like no context, like weird photos. Like I love just like taking a photo of like a weird thing I find on the the ground or something. Yeah. I so, mean, you post funny stories. I post yeah. funny stories. Everybody does. I post some behind the scenes footage from around the warehouse here. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I do a lot of stuff that doesn't really fall into the realm of mega 64 mm -hmm. that I'm proud of creatively. So I throw it up on my Instagram and that's kind of my outlet. If you're interested in that, check it out. If not, go to hell then. Yeah. What the fuck, man? No, nah, it's cool. You do you. Yeah. We appreciate you watching this show. We'll be back next Thank week. You. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Please. Or put a mask on one or the other. Uh, yeah. Or both. both. Please. Um, We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Good night.